0: This is Dexx Sports This is Dexx Sports This is Dexx Sports This is Dexx Sports Hello and welcome to the This is Texas Sports podcast. My name is Jeff Dolman. I'm here with my co host Travis Jones. And we are so excited to be here today talking about Texas sports.
1: And we're going to get right into it. Um,. Travis, you want to talk Texans? Yeah, I think you said it. We should just jump into Texas sports. And uh, since we spent the most of our E1 on the Cowboys in that situation, we figured out what we need to do. Why don't we go down south a little bit and uh, pick up with the Texans and see where they're at? If I'm the Houston Texans,
0: the first thing that I think of is the fact that we have never had a quality, quality offensive line. And looking at uh, their, their playoff game against the Colts, Andrew Luck, that they held Andrew Luck reasonably, like two hundred something. He didn't break three hundred. He had two touchdowns and an interception, I think. Their secondary is good. I mean, their defense is solid all around, except that they let Marlon Mack put up a hundred fifty yards and average almost seven yards a carry. And you know the problem is not their line; they need a stud at linebacker, and I and it wouldn't hurt. What a fucking dick. What a fucking dick.
1: Who doesn't put their cell phone on silent when you start to record? The studio, which is brought to you by Acoustic Revolutions, is a sanctuary. You turn your phone off when you go into church, Jeff?
0: When I go to church.
1: Easter, Christmas Eve, Mass, funerals. You know, every other Easter. <laughs> Alright, glad you got that taken care of But yeah, but It um, was an
0: important text, if that means anything
1: Yeah, yeah uh, I hope everything's okay Texans need an offensive line
0: And on the defense I always, like, I look at any team And I'm like, man, I could use another cornerback They're pretty solid there It seems like they could use Something to help stop the run I'd probably go O-line in round one I'd get another running back in round two And I would get a linebacker in the third round. Or you can flip that. You could easily go linebacker in the first round. I think there's a lot of linebackers. There's a lot of defensive tackles in this draft. And, uh, you know, running backs you can find here and there. That's why I said running back round three. Lamar Miller's getting old. Sorry if I cut you off. But, you know, I think he might be a free agent. Um... Alfred Blue is kind of a non-factor. They also could use a freaking tight end. What were you gonna say?
1: I was just gonna say that you know I think for the first time in a while they've had their first round pick and their second round pick, so they got a chance to go in there and get some game changing players. Uh, and they also have a second second round pick. I'm not sure where that one came from, but uh, so they can do it, three, fucking Yeah, damage. three picks in the top fifty of the drafts is, is is a solid way to build your O line. I think you get a, a, one of the top 5 tight ends in the draft within the top 50 and then you're also getting um a, you know maybe a cornerback, a linebacker whatever else you feel is going to be uh, your biggest need going into the draft taking care of um with a, with a chance for those people to be impact starters, maybe impact players if not starters. Yeah. To put up 7 points in a playoff game.
0: I looked at uh they're starting tight end Ryan Griffin's stats he had like 300 yards and no touchdowns on the season dudes 29 years old I mean
1: I think that uh I think that tight end is definitely going to be a position in need for the guys but if uh, if if I'm Bill O'Brien I think that my focus is going to be on uh, making sure that the interior and tackle positions are filled. Um, you know, you want to protect Deshaun Watson as, as much as you can, especially coming off an ACL injury yeah. two years ago. Um, you know, he, he hasn't shown that he can play a full season of football, so keeping him upright and healthy is probably going to be my biggest concern. And like I said, I think you got a, you got a chance to draft uh, two top-tier players inside the top 50 to 60 picks if you want to address your own line, and that's a good way to do it. We saw the Cowboys, um, you know, do that year after year after year. and uh, For Romo. Exactly. And all be, it benefited. i was Zeke. Gonna say although that didn't work out for the best, um, you know, it, it's working out really well with Doug for his rookie year. Um hopefully next year they get Travis Federer back and things are patched up. So um, you know, that's that's been an example of, of a building block foundation for the team moving forward, so Word. Weird dog. Good recap, man. Um, but but, you know, uh cornerback is always a position you need, I agree with you. You can't ever have too many quarterbacks. Uh, but Kareem Jackson had a pretty pretty solid outing this year. He's um, good. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah, Jonathan Joseph um, You know, he's even though he's getting older. He's performing more uh, You know more than than uh, what they expected to on the outside So I think that that position is probably locked down for one more season and uh, your window of winning with uh, Deshaun Watson on his rookie contract is you know something that you need to address with that line
0: Dude, I'm going to agree with you. Um, if you've got a potential franchise quarterback, you got to protect him. I mean, if I'm the Texans, if I'm the Browns, if I'm the Jets, if I'm the Bills, well, I don't know about the Bills. I'm doing the exact same thing. You, you go O-line, take a guard, take a center, you know, take a center. Take the guy that's giving him the fucking ball. Um, do, do whatever you can to protect that guy. Draft two offensive linemen. I mean, their their receiving core is solid. you got potentially the best wide receiver in the game. It's arguable, but it's very arguable in Hopkins. You've got a solid number two, even though
1: I think, did Fuller get hurt? Fuller was hurt, right? Yes, he was hurt, I think, the second half of the season. Yeah, and I guess Kuti was which too. Which has been a problem for him in the, in his career. You know, he had to yeah. able to stay healthy and on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kuti got hurt as well,
0: and he was killing it before he did. I know that because uh, my fantasy team was killing it for a minute as well. Um, yeah, tight end, O-line, and hate to say it, but Lamar Miller is probably not going to get you that Super Bowl. It might help to have at least a change of pace guy. I mean, I've never – I was excited when Lamar Miller came to the Texans because he
1: came from the Dolphins, right? Yeah, he had a breakout year under my, uh, in Miami. And, yeah, uh, I think they signed him to a three-year, I, I say, was like oh, $12, $15 million dollar deal. So I think he has one year after two thousand eighteen. So feasibly, I think the Texans could probably cut him with a little to no cap hit because most of his money was up up upfront guaranteed. If I don't, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, but you also have De- Deontay Foreman, former Texas Longhorns running back, um, who got injured and is hopefully coming back this year. So. Um, I think that that's a position that they can maybe grab uh with their with a pick sixty or maybe something in the fourth round to take a flyer on somebody. Um, but I agree. It wouldn't
0: it, hurt to get to get better there. They might be okay, but it wouldn't hurt to get better. Agree. But I still I would keep that same running back core if that meant I could have an extra offensive lineman. Right? I'm with it. Yeah. So, Word. Uh,
1: What do you think they're gonna do with Mr. Former Overall Number One Pick Jadavian Clowney? They better give him his fucking money. They got
0: like seventy-seven million cap space.
1: So, do you think that he's worth that uh, franchise type figure where he's making eighteen, nineteen million a season? Because uh, I mean, I think that's kind of what it's going to command. I think it's.
0: I think with his injury history, it's tough to give him. It's tough to give him a five-year deal, you know. I think, yeah, I think you
1: just franchise him. So I think the franchise tag this year for Demarcus was 18.5 million, which is only going to go up because Khalil Mack signed a monster deal. Big Hopefully, deal. the Cowboys get his deal done, um, and he gets uh, paid, and we don't have to worry about that next off season. But you also have Aaron Donald's deal now on the books. Huge deal. So. Only bested by Aaron Rodgers. No matter which way you look the at two it. Errands. If they wanna if they wanna pay him, it's gonna cost them. Um, so I don't see how they don't franchise him this year. Uh, I mean JJ's making thirteen. That's like a steal, you know? So
0: I don't I don't think anybody has a problem with it. I mean they they were contenders last year and that's a big part of it. To, to finally have J.J. and Clowney on the field wrecking shop at the same time. It was beautiful.
1: I don't think that they're going to have to worry about another team swooping in and trying to steal them uh, or steal him from them on a franchise tag. It's going to cost them two first-round picks, a la Jerry Jones and Joey Galloway, to get them from the Texans. But, uh, you know, I, I think they franchise him. He plays 2019 under the tag, and he's gone after next season. That's my opinion wait he, he's, he's a free agent if they don't franchise him
0: right my boy
1: let's check it out
0: all right so let's just take a moment for our sponsors we really want to give a shout out to salazar promotions because they will get any of your merchandise together anywhere in the state of texas faster
1: than anybody they were able to hook it up for our other sponsor, Acoustic Revolutions, on some dope hats that we're currently wearing in studio. We're sporting. I know. I wish we were live right now so our audience could see what was going on. but uh, We should get a video feed together. We'll figure it out sooner than later. That way Computer can see Boy, can you get video? He's shaking his head no. Thanks, Computer Boy. You're useless. Thanks for nothing. Whatever. At least, at least he's well, free. Th-
0: thanks for the audio. Appreciate that. That's nice. We shouldn't hate too hard on Acoustic Revolution for recording us, but Computer Boy... I kind of feel up. like you could do a little bit better. Anyway, at uh, least Stat Boy is back. And, uh, yeah, the Texans, uh, Clowney's a free agent. they got to sign him, you love him or lose him. That, that's the story there. And I think if they lose him, he's going to go to the Colts. The Colts have more money than anybody. Don't quote me on that, but more money than most. They have, like, one of the youngest
1: teams in the league so you can't, you, you can't afford to lose him. I think there's no way that they, they, they let that happen, whether it's they sign him to a deal that makes sense for both sides, which is probably never going to happen, or they just franchise him. Uh, when he's he fran- getting the tag. Yeah, when you yeah. franchise him, he plays out at about $19 million a year. If they do that under the DEN tag, he's been lining up without his hand in the ground as an outside linebacker. A little so- lower. So I believe that the Texans might try and franchise him as a linebacker. Would put his figure around fourteen, fifteen mil a season. Worth it? Yeah, oh, totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, he could it. definitely outplay that contract, just like maybe
0: I'm worth it.
1: Just like Demarcus did his this season. So um, there, there's no chance for him playing in another uniform than the Texans this season. If you want my opinion,
0: I agree. And if I'm uh, if I'm the Texans, if I'm Bill O'Brien, I'm getting it done. I'm going to the front office, and I'm saying, like, hey, you want to keep me? You want to keep me? You want to get a fucking Super Bowl? Give me clowny. Done deal. Let's move on. I'm in. AAF San Antonio Commanders. Big shout-out to Logan Woodside for going one-and-one. And, one. and
1: uh, I don't have much more commentary on top of that. If that's their star player... I got nothing on it either. Logan Woods. I know We got a couple of A M connects. Sean Washington was popping the heads off his shoulders in week one. Trey Williams, baby. He's, He's got, like, no touches, though. I didn't though. say has he even touched the ball. Yeah, no, they're even, giving it to Kenneth Farrow. No who idea who that is. Looks like he could probably play for... That sounds like a made-up roster name for Madden-simulated drafts or something. I know nothing about that. All
0: right. Well, shout out to my Madden team. (laughs) Let's move on. And my Madden Ultimate team. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, how about the Dallas Stars, man? We got a trade deadline
1: coming up. Man, uh, you know, I think, I think they need to make a move. um jim neal's been active on the trade front in his tenure as gm he brought in uh tyler sagan which was a a foundation changing move fuck right fuck fucking right dude that was probably one of the biggest and best trades in the nhl in the last five years i think it's actually been about five years since the trade but man he's still only like 26 right 27? 27 28 he's 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 uh, in the middle of his prime, Um, and then that same off or that very next off season, he brought in Jason Spezza, Patrick Sharp, which at the time seemed like nail polish moves. Patrick Sharp, yeah. We're gonna uh, boost this to the next level. Unfortunately, they didn't work out like they planned, but um, he's shown that he's not afraid to make a move. Um, unfortunately, we've been waiting on these young guys to come up and bolster our top, uh, top six. Lindell, Fox. Uh, exactly. Hopefully that some of those guys could have taken over a top six role, which unfortunately just isn't working out. Um, Val Nichushkin came over um, from the KHL this season, and, and they were expecting him to be a depth scoring threat, and he just nah. hasn't, hasn't been able to put the biscuit in the basket. Yeah. So um, for me, if that guy wants to keep his job, I think he needs to go out and make a big move on the trade front. Can um, I jump in? Let's hear it. I think... I've been saying
0: it for, like, 15 years. The stars miss Darian Hatcher. And there's some literally very
1: large skates to fill. (laughs) Well, funny that you say that because... They did trade for the big rig, Jamie Alexiak. They just got him back, right? Yeah, about a few weeks ago, Killer. and it was basically a, a yeah. An, a, a, like a a, it was like a return on, yeah. a, on a pair of <laughs> it's jeans. Like, they sit like when you
0: go to Walmart and you get a car battery, and then you go back
1: like two years later, and you're like, hey man, <laughs> like I fuck, nine this, months. This after battery's fucked up. Yeah, I need a new one. And they're like, okay. They give you back your money. They take back their battery. And on we both go. Yeah, we're all good now. (laughs) Yeah, so it was Mm -hmm. exactly a a player for pick swap that happened about nine months ago. And he is wearing number two, like big Darian Hatch used to wear. uh,
0: Along those same lines, if I look back to when the Stars won the cup, uh, the kind of players Mm. they were bringing in around that time, I think it was a, a few years prior was you know Joe Newendyke who was the Conn Smythe winner, that is a gritty, veteran player, and they had a they had a Pat Verbeek, tiny gritty player. They had Mike Keen, gritty veteran player who
1: had won a cup prior. Yeah, those are to the to kind of guys that help with young players like a
0: then Jamie Langenbrunner develop. So same time right now you've got. Voxa, uh, you've got Lindell, you've got all these young guys. Who's the guy they just brought up from the minors, from the AHL, who was leading the AHL in goals? The French, French guy. French name. La, 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 Yeah, that guy. Um, he's got like 20 or 30 goals in the AHL so far this season. They bring him up. First game is a goose egg for the whole team. You need, you need somebody kicking ass with – you need a winger. You need a veteran winger. They brought in a center. They're probably going to bring in somebody else. They just brought in... Uh, what's the name of the guy we just brought in? We just
1: traded for. Centerman. Um, Starts with Andrew a C. Cogliano? Cogliano. Thank you. Got that speed, which is a, yeah, a speed another, player. another pickup that they need to... He's a two-way
0: player, but he's not a fucking bruiser. They need one more scary bastard. They need two more scary bastards to play on the third and fourth line. Even the second line, to help those youngsters kick more ass and, and set that precedent. No, we're we're not a we're not a
1: scary team to play against, and we need to be. Uh, I agree. Um, you know, to win those late late, uh, late March, early April, into May games, that it's going to take to get you to the next level and into the second round, third round of the playoffs. Uh, you're going to have to play some gritty hockey. Yeah, um, like you said, they already. Uh, in the market when they got Andrew Cogliano from Ducks. Um, we did send Devin Shore over, which uh, you know a lot of people weren't happy about, but he hasn't really produced for them like they were expecting, so it doesn't look like it's gonna be a win or a loss either side of the trade. But um, you know, looking forward to the deadline, uh you know a couple of names i see floating around are wayne simmons uh who fuck yeah who used to be a a top six forward and and uh right now is still with philadelphia yeah uh this year he's they're not gonna give him up though um i don't know this year he's 30 years old um has takes a four million dollar cap hit um you know he's gotten at least 45 points in the last five seasons this is what i'm reading but he's falling off this year um you know in the scoring department he's still got um, you know a twenty-goal pace, but he hadn't been able to to help other players out on his line and improve the people around him um, with the assists, which is the star, something of the stars are going to need. Um, then you're also looking at maybe filling a hole in top six center position with Matt Duchene, um, which would just be a, an expensive rental. Um, he's due to hit uh, unrestricted free agency this offseason, and he'll come in with a like a six, seven million dollar cap hit. Don't um, like and, it, and he likes being in Ottawa. He has said that, so there's no guarantee that you'd be able to yeah. get him here. Um, Even before the deadline and try and get him talked into an extension, which feasibly the stars would be able to afford. But it's another topic for a later date. Now, Um, there's, there's so much scoring talent on that team. They need somebody else in the neutral zone and in the corners to feed them the puck, to di- dig I'm it out have to disagree and dish with you. it out. I think it's the opposite. I think we got a lot of grinders and a lot of speed, skill, uh, uh, speed, skill position players. We need somebody who's going to be able to shoot, who's a scorer, who can find themselves in front of the net and um, make themselves a big presence and, and get the dirty goals. So adding a top six center, adding a, an, a, an aggressive and a dirty winger to do that is, is something that I feel like they should be able to do. Um, Aggressive dirty winger, I agree. Matt Zuccarello from the Rangers um, is, a, is a veteran winger. He's won in the playoffs. He's been there, done that with those guys. Um, he does come at a, at a little cheaper price than what I think Duchesne will. Um, I don't think that Dallas will have to include the assets that they would to get him away from the Rangers that they would have to do to get uh, Duchesne away from the Senators, but... Uh, they just got to do something. They can't sit idle again. That's It's going to cost Jim Neal job if they do that and they fall out of contention for the second year in a row. Oh, yeah. If they sit idle, I'm just going to watch AAF during the hockey playoffs. I'll still watch the, the Stanley Cup. It's the most exciting playoffs in all of professional sports. I don't care what anybody says. You, you get people from all over watching the NHL playoffs talking about it. The Bucci Overtime Challenge, bro. It was a worldwide trend in the USA. I'm not disagreeing with you. But. You're but, saying you're watching football? I'm not going to watch the AAF over the Stanley If Cup. they're even there, they're getting bought out in the second week of their existence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can't be hating on more football. We're, we're pro more football here. This is Texas Sports, especially because we support the San Antonio Commanders. We are Commanders fans here. Commindo I'm with fans. Wood Forest or whatever the fuck his name is all day. I support Wood Forest. Whatever, I'm out. What's his name? Stat Boy, what's his fucking name?
1: Logan Logan Woodside. There you go. Woodside. Close enough. Moving on from the stars. Think we wanna go into some Rangers content or hit up the Mavs.
0: It's too early for the Rangers, right?
1: Uh, I mean, spring training broke this week. We got some pitchers and catchers reported already. Uh, hearing a few stories, a few positive things out of uh, Chris Woodward, their new manager, Luis Ortiz, their hitting coach. But uh, he brought. I like him the new from, manager. Yeah, yeah, he's over. He brought him in from L.A. Uh, same with Ortiz. Um, you know, Ortiz has worked with young guys before, and uh, so is Chris Woodward. He's a, a younger guy himself, a manager that yeah. uh, I've heard a lot about being a player's coach. So, as always, like it. those are always words that are encouraging when you're bringing in a new staff, uh, fresh faces. Because on the way out, all we heard about Jeff Bannister and his staff was that there was a lack of communication. This, that, um, you know, that's a front the,
0: office cover up for this guy's out.
1: Well, I don't at times I, I I can agree with you but I think that there was actually a genuine disconnect between uh, somebody who is a, a gritty manager an old-school um, hard-nosed type of ball player to what we're seeing when we see 19 20 21 year old kids coming through the leagues now sure. who have never ever really been thrown at because it's not part of the game anymore you don't um, you know they don't follow these unwritten rules of baseball and a lot of that stuff is changing so yeah um, I think the relatability was a big issue with Bannister, especially as we were trying to develop some of our younger guys, um, such as Gallo, Mazzara, Ruggie had a, a down year two years ago. So um, hopefully bringing these guys in will revitalize them, um, maybe shorten Gallo's swing a little bit. I know last year he was um, you know, killing it in September as far as batting average strikeout ratio, uh, strikeout to walk ratio, excuse me. So uh, hopefully those trends that we see continue to improve.
0: we got a lot of young lefty batters, and that's exciting. Well, uh, can't. I'd be a little more excited if we had as much young lefty pitching.
1: Dude, you can never have enough lefty pitching. Can we pitching. get Nolan Ryan back? No, I don't want Nolan Ryan back. I'm fine. Come I'm on, man. Have you had his cheeseburgers? i got some Nolan Ryan beef. I got beef with Nolan Ryan. He's ditching us for the Strohs and then winning them World Series. That wasn't his fault. Yeah, he had nothing to do with building that roster, or ours for that matter. He was just a face of the franchise, but I hate how people want to, like, accredit that to Nolan Ryan. Oh, we got Nolan, so we're winners. I mean, he played there first. Oh, yeah. that, that like, I, like I said, it has nothing to do with their current team, their current roster, or how it was built. But the fact that people believe that blows my mind. I was pissed. Yeah, I'm still mad, don't get me wrong. But is what it is. Neither here nor there. We're on the way up. So, uh, hopefully these young guys have a good spring training. We stay competitive past May 7th this year and uh we're able to enjoy some July baseball.
0: I'm I'm kind of excited that it's another rebuilding season. I think I think last season it was obviously a rebuilding season, but it was like an oh fuck rebuilding season. Exactly. We'll, this year is a little more of a
1: oh shit like we're rebuilding, we're we're a little more on the upside. When you know what's coming, it's a whole lot easier to di- to digest because last season we were coming off back to back division titles, um, where we had outperformed expectations. We had Cole Himmels who was our bona fide ace. Um and then you know he gone. Yeah, exactly. And then uh you know, even though we did trade Darvish, was it last year? Yeah. You know, uh Yeah, that was a bad trade was it last year or 2 years ago? Mm. I think it was 2 years ago that we traded Darvish but you know Oh uh,
0: yeah cuz I remember watching him play for the Dodgers, right?
1: Yeah. When when the Astros beat him in the World Series. Yeah. So you know um we kind of knew it was coming then, but that was hopefully going to be a little bit of short reload for the next season, and it just didn't work out. We didn't have the arms and and, and the rotation to make any moves last year, and um, we definitely couldn't get any runs across the plate. So, so we're gonna do a Rangers special as we get a little bit closer to spring training. Well, we're we're right. Kick, kick, spring training's kicked off. We need to get as we get closer to the opening day, maybe set some projections, see where we're at for the season, huh? So we're gonna do a Rangers special
0: as we get a little bit closer to opening day.
1: Sounds good I uh, you know want to see how these next few weeks pan out see what we get out of surprise. Uh, you know my favorite thing to do is read about some of the backfield games that you don't see where you see old instructors or old players or uh, people like Michael Young, Brandon McCarthy who are back with the organization helping out these young guys and bringing them up. Um, and and showing them how to lead the team, and uh, a different crop of younger guys who are even coming up after them, and because we do have an improving farm se- uh, farm team. I'm excited to see a young Chris Woodward,
0: who I'm going to compare to Sean McVay, because I'm hoping that he's the next big shit. Um, we already had a bunch of young players show up for off-season workouts long before they had to working out together, so. Hopefully we can get some chemistry going with these young guys. It seems like there's a good vibe in the locker room, and it seems like we might be able to win a few extra games this year and fuck shit up and hold down the AL West, because ever since the Astros came over to the Rangers division, which was the stupidest thing, I got really passionate in that moment.
1: Sorry to understand.
0: That was dumber than... It's like somebody said a long time ago, the worst thing that happened to baseball was getting rid of in interleague play. And then the second worst thing was reintroducing interleague play. And I think from my personal North Texas opinion, the third worst thing was putting the Astros in the Rangers division. And it's a cheap move on the MLB in my in my opinion. And I'm not it's not that I'm bitter because the Astros won, they won fair and square, the Rangers lost, and that's fine. It's the fact that I used to be able to support the Astros with my Astros friends, and I could drive to an Astros game and go, and I didn't have to wear Rangers gear. I could just wear street clothes and be that jeans and T-shirt guy. It's a casual baseball fan. Casual baseball fan and be like, fuck yeah, Astros, yeah, beat the Rockies. I don't give a fuck about the Rockies. Yeah, let's beat the fucking Rockies. I don't know a single player on the fucking Rockies, you know? And now it's fuck the Astros. Like, shit. I don't want to hate the Astros, but I have to hate the Astros. Agreed. And that's
1: just, that's just where we are. All right, now that we're done with this Rangers conversation, let's uh, move on to the NBA. Uh, we just passed All-Star Weekend, and our boy Luka Doncic from the Mavs. I am Fox. I am Fox. Look at me. Look at me. I'm Fox. I'm Fox. Look at me. I'm Fox. I'm Fox. Woo! It's Fox. Um, Has been an outstanding standing surprise this year for the Mavs, who picked him over uh, over at third overall um, you know he's exceeded expectations and and uh, put us on a fast-track timeline to contention uh, we just traded for Christstoffs Perzingis. Next year. oh hope so. hopefully yeah. uh, we just traded for Christops. uh Perzingis. unfortunately we had to include Dennis Smith in a couple first rounders which I think will be worth it and I'm gonna go on record right now and saying this I did watched Jenna Smith Jr. last year as a Mav. And he had some of the most exciting moments since we'd won that 2011 championship. Um, watching him bounce around the gym, dunk all over people, and uh, just kind of make a lot of plays and create other things for other people was a lot of fun and a season that we knew was going to be a down year. So going into this year, I was hoping that he and Luca were going to be able to mesh. Unfortunately, it didn't work, and we put him in the trade. I wish nothing but good things for that kid and um, you know, success moving forward. Put, uh, watched him in the dunk contest, put on a pretty solid show, and uh, n- now hopefully he just does the same thing up there th- in the garden for him. Yeah, but uh, Doncic is draining threes. That step back, man, it's lethal. I'm telling you. Hey, look nasty. at me, look at me. I'm Fox Three in your face, bitch. I'm Fox. Look at um, me. I'm Fox. But yeah, man, he put us on an accelerated timeline with with Kristaps in the trade that we just made for him, um, and I will go on to say that the, the trades that we made in the next few days after that one even set us up for bigger success to move forward because that cleared space when we got rid of DeAndre Jordan and Wes Matthews uh, to the Knicks and then we also sent Harris and Barnes who had been our number one option for the last two seasons to Sacramento clearing another $20 million in cap space out. So this summer we got room on the books for a third superstar. Who's um, it going to be? Man, I got no idea. I'll tell you who it ain't going to be. It's not going to be Kawhi not going to be Anthony Davis, and it's definitely not going to be Kevin Durant. So you know, I don't, I don't know who it's going to be, but I know that, that having those two pieces in place, uh, you know, I think Kristaps is 23, Luke is 19, um, Przingis is a restricted free agent at the end of this season, but he's He'll already talked him. about, yeah, he he's already talked about committing and, and being on the same page with our front office. So uh, that's going to be an attraction that I feel like um, will help them in the free agent market and the recruiting process as they move into the summer um, with all this cap space that they've had over the last few years but the difference now is that they have the talent around that cap space that will attract top tier free agents. Let's fucking do it. Man being in Dallas when when they won the title in 2011 was so exciting, Um, you know for years we had built to that point. What's the over under on bringing back Steve Nash? Dude, if we could get them right now, can we make the playoffs? I don't know, but a lot of people are comparing this 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 new dynamic duo to the Dirk Nash duo, and and the way that they could potentially progress through their careers as Mavericks. And I'm not gonna say that you know that's something that they could do, or this that those are even um, putting the cart before the horse. Right, a bit. right. But you know, uh, for for people to be that excited. But on paper, that. they're more talented. Oh, for sure. But for everybody to be that excited, kind of shows the potential that these two have, um, and. and could have for the next ten to twelve years in Dallas. So hopefully that's something that that we can uh, pick up on the momentum for. Hell yeah. Cowboys just cut Terrence Williams. Thank God. Yeah. Is is it? Can we get a parade? We'll call it Terrence Williams Day. They'll have it in Waco. <laughs> Why is it in Waco? He went to Baylor, didn't he? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. a Baylor bear. <laughs> Sick him. <laughs> Well, however they do that shit, I don't know. Let's redo that spot,
0: and I won't fuck up the next time. What? Well, I didn't know that, so just say what you said again.
1: No, it's okay. I think it's part of the gig.
0: The Cowboys just cut Terrence Williams.
1: Thank God. I don't remember what we said after that. <laughs> so anyways, I, uh, getting rid of that guy gets about another $3 million in cap space and frees up a roster spot on the 53, man. Uh, that much closer to signing a defensive tackle, in my opinion. $3 million. Or drafting a receiver at number 58. What do you think? That's Mar- ballsy. Marquise Brown still there on day two after missing a pro day? After having surgery on his leg?
0: But put being in the able slot. to go to the
1: combine? Figure something out. Get creative. Kel- yeah. We got a new creative offensive coordinator on the books. I mean,
0: even even Cooper can play in the slot. Not that he would, but he could.
1: Yeah, I think the versatility that he offers um, is something that you know would help the creativeness of this new offensive coordinator and offensive staff that we have. Um, you know, it would allow us to see maybe the potential chemistry that Dak would have could have with his top three receivers moving forward to see if he's worth extending. Uh, is he worth franchising? Do we wait and see? Um, so, you know, I, I I think the more and more that I hear and and, and read and see they might go receiver number two in the draft rather than trying to shore up that tight end position or anything else along the D-line. That excites
0: me. I mean, my gut is like safety, defensive tackle, tight end as our top three priorities. But if it was receiver, I'd be I'd be super thrilled. Absolutely. No problem with Brown. In fact, drafted him in the third round on my Madden team. Not that that matters. Not that anyone cares about that. GM Jeff. But um, we did win the Super Bowl in the 2020 season. Just throwing that out there. Um, we got a franchise, or not franchise. They're probably going to franchise Tank in order to sign him to a long-term deal. We're hoping um, David Irving's out, Beasley's out, so there's definitely a needed receiver. I, I could totally see management sticking to their guns. Sticking to their already drafted selected players like they already have at the tight end position and saying Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz are the future. We don't need a tight end. But Swame's out and gathers is out.
1: So well, I mean it's speculated that Swame is out. Yeah, i d I don't think that you get a tight end unless you know that you're getting a a starting tight end, which is very possible for them to do in the top fifty eight. Um or a tight end that you know is going to be able to stretch the field, who you can split out wide and use as a third option in the slot, or you know um, maybe a fourth receiver when you have three wide sets. Uh, you know, the games going to a pass happy league and doing something like that would help us uh, the boys maybe transition into you know a, a period of being able to run past like the Rams do or. You know, some sort of combination of the two, where they're able to still feed Todd Gurley and have a, an offense that's creative and and gets guys open like no other. So, um, I I agree. I think you know the the uh, the prospect of a, a a lockdown third receiver would be a good deal. I think that they're also going to do what they've done for the last ten years, which is take
0: the best player available. I don't think. What if it's a linebacker?
1: I don't think they take that player.
0: I think it'll take a linebacker on day three.
1: I think it's a possibility. We gotta see what goes on with Sean Lee over the next few months. The league year just uh will come be coming up what, March first? Sean
0: Lee doesn't want to go anywhere. The Joneses don't want him to go anywhere. But he's gonna have to take a pay cut. He's not
1: Well, we talked about that with Joey on our last episode. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I think that did. there's I think that there's definitely a mutual agreement there that that the the boys want him back and he wants to be back, so that a pay cut is definitely in the the books for him. But, um, you know, I I don't think that even if there is a linebacker on the board who's the best player available, the boys take him. I think that they stick with um, a position of need, and then they might pick the best player available of those positions.
0: And once again, free agency is going to dictate that. We're not going to know for
1: another Two weeks and free agency at three weeks. We might not even need a defensive lineman if the Bucks need to clear some of that cap space up. McCoy? You know what I'm talking about,
0: Cletus. It. I think McCoy is probably worth at least eight mil. So regardless, I think your top three free agents for the Cowboys are Earl Thomas, McCoy,
1: and Golden Tate. No, I think you're leaving out probably the most important player in the free agent pool when you leave out Tank Lawrence because he's going to cost them 20 mil.
0: Well, I Honestly. was assuming that was already done.
1: Oh uh, yeah, okay. That, that yeah it, w- yeah
0: we're changing this to Oklahoma sports if we don't sign Tank Lawrence. Yeah, I mean yeah. If we don't, Fuck. Oh, uh, Anyways, um, I, I mean, agree. I think it, that if they franchise him again, it's uh, you know, uh, a mediocre smart GM move, but it's not a, it's not a players coach it, it, it's it's bad for him you know you, you got to take care of players they're still people at the same time to a certain extent you could further relationship business, for sure yeah if you franchise him he's gone you know because
1: you, you franchise a guy like that if you let him play out the franchise tag you need, you need to franchise him though so that he doesn't hit unrestricted free agency exactly exactly like, franchise right, gotcha. him now so he doesn't hit and then work the deal before the deadline the him. Summer. yeah sounds exactly. good exactly but I think that uh, I think bringing in Gerald McCoy, if it's an option, is an interesting one. Um, you know, his best days are obviously behind him, but he fills a great uh, hole or a big hole um, at, a, at a good value, hopefully, for a great position of need that the Cowboys yeah. have. Uh, you know, uh, we talked about last last episode how Marinelli's brought in people off the street you know, with a cheeseburger in their pocket to play defensive tackle that it put up six, seven, eight sacks this season. So and what do you Ron think? He, Woods. Exactly. What do you think he would be able to do with, with a former first round pick, top five pick if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and Gerald McCoy? Um and, he, and historically they don't like signing older free agents, but E.
0: T., McCoy and Golden Taint are all in the same
1: age bracket. Taint, Taint, did I hear you say Taint? Golden Taint, that's his name, right? Yeah, T A T E, Golden Tate. Yeah, T A I N T, Tank. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. but um, I think that I think that they need to be kind of careful about that because I don't want them to get themselves into a situation like they were in the past, where they're having to pay these people for what they've done when they have not done it for the boys. You better get your boy Tank taken care of before you go out and start doing other things like that because. Hundred um, percent. And it's. Between those three players mentioned, it's it's one of the three. So who do you
0: want more? You're not going to get like I, you I and he, I can sit here and look at the fucking, the numbers I think and the can money go out
1: and get Earl Thomas and Gerald McCoy along with Tank. You think all three. I do, but I also think that, well, oh, see, I don't know. We'd have to sit down no. and do some numbers on this because mm-hmm. you're looking at extensions for Cooper, Zeke, yeah. and Dak in the next. It's not there. This it's, off-season. it's one of the three. Like, realistically, as fans, we sit here and we're like, okay, they
0: can get two of those three. And if you're a super crazy fan, you're like, let's get them all. But
1: realistically. John Hotdog, there's no way we're getting all three of them, both. They could,
0: They could easily sign no one and be just as cocky as they always are. Easily. So we're hoping they do one. So if you're hoping that they would sign one of them, who's your number one? Never mind. I already know what you're going to say. Without a doubt. ET3. Duh. ET3. So let's get a word from our
1: sponsors real quick, and then we're going to take a caller. Speaking of our sponsors, the Girl Scout Cookies of America were outside of Walmart yesterday. I told them no. Tagged me for another 20 Damn. That's like 40 bucks this year. Why don't year. you bring them? I just forgot about them on the table. Oh, I told you I was in a stupor when I woke up to come record today. Well, I ain't no sponsor, then. I know. Unfortunately, um, you know, I've already plowed through half of my box of s'mores cookies. I hid them for myself when I was drunk. Oh, that's not a bad move at all. Yeah. I'll <laughs> if, find them, like, I'd be so mad if I something. did that. I put all my peanut butter patties and Thin Mints in the refrigerator where they belong now. Oh, man. Oh, Thin Mints got to go in the freezer, dog. What are you doing? True. With yeah. The peanut you gotta freeze those. You freeze the peanut butter patties, you might as well just take a chisel to them you, to get them apart. You might as well take a chisel to your teeth.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so True. The, the thin mints break up nicely when frozen. Yeah, agreed. But uh, mm-hmm. shout
1: out to the Girl Scout Cookies of America Troop Post Six Nine. Big uh, thanks to
0: Acoustic Rev, Stat Boy, and Computer Boy for uh,
1: donating this their happen. time.
0: Donating their time. Working for free. Yeah. We buying pizza. Well, yeah, we're gonna pay them one day. Like, maybe, if we can get some more listeners on here.
1: They're sitting there, just, they just walked off. Shaking their heads. We're getting, we're getting double freedom rockets from both of them right now on the way out of the studio. No more stats for the rest of the show. Whatever.
0: Let's get this caller. I think it's, uh,
1: Zeke from Central Texas.
0: Hey, guys, this is Zeke from Central Texas. And I've been listening to you all show, and y'all's all all right, and uh, thanks for taking my call, and I just want to ask you about what you think about the NFC East. It seems like we're always, you know, pretty tough division, and the Eagles are heating up, and I don't know, what do you think the Giants or Redskins might do in the drafts? Maybe you think they're going to be any the good next year, and, and how do you think we can do this? One? Anyway, thanks, guys.
1: Not the Zeke I was expecting, but we'll take it. You got to wonder if that's a fake name this day and age. Not any faker than John Hot Dog out of Gilmer. No, I know him. He's that's that's really his fucking name. Oh shit! Sorry, yeah. sorry, Mister Dog, uh, Mister Hot Dog. Dog. I don't know how, how, does, how
0: does that go. <laughs> um, for some reason, even though his name's Hot Dog, I just picture the Planner Peanuts guy
1: <laughs> with his monocle and top hat. Yeah,
0: and when I hear Zeke's white ass from Central Texas, I just picture Ezekiel Elliott.
1: That's what I was thinking. I, I was just think a for, white like, guy Chimawamba with a fro. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, uh, no, great question. Uh, you know, a lot of people always want to talk about the division, this division, that, and I think that plays a large part in uh, your team's outcome. You Got to play them six times. Exactly. And uh, the rest of our schedule is fucked. Oh, for sure. We could yeah. be Tom Brady and play in the AFC East for the last twenty years. And there's get talk K- they might put us against the Pats in Week One.
0: Whatever. Roll on over. Wait, to no, the schedule's already out, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, we're not playing what the Pats. That- <laughs> Wait, no, we are playing the Pats in Week One. Are we? I think so. Stat Boy, come back! This is Texas Sports! This is Texas Sports! This is Texas Sports! This is Texas Sports. The rest of our schedule's fucked. Outside of the NFC East. Yeah, we, we're playing. I mean, the Packers aren't what they used to be, but we're playing the Vikings. We're playing the Rams. We're playing the Saints. We are playing New England. There's a chance that could happen week one. Um, we're playing the Bears, and
1: I, I don't know. Did I say the Saints? We're playing the Saints. We're playing the Saints and the Rams and we're the Bears. We're playing the entire NFC uh, uh, NFC playoff picture. Yeah, plus the NFC East next year. Exactly. And, and the Patriots. And the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. So we got to work. All right, it. let's do it, baby. Yeah, I mean the playoffs so did start get now. Since you got from winning the division Nick, last season, huh?
0: Yeah, so so back to the division. Uh, the Eagles are not really going anywhere. They're going to get something for Nick Foles. It's going to give them a small edge outside think, of the fact that Wentz might get hurt again, and
1: then they're fucked
0: if they don't have Foles.
1: Well, I mean they got him franchised and, and his op- or excuse me not franchise his option I guess is picked up for this year. So um, he, he they can't can, afford he, him. They, He's gone. They could feasibly have him on the roster. Then then somebody's got to go.
0: And it's not going to happen.
1: He's gone. I agree. I think he's gone too. But but they could do it sometimes. I mean, the, the Eagles person. are
0: the most static team in in his question in Zeke's question. I think the Giants and the Redskins are the biggest wild card. And the Giants, the Redskins were the best team when we were three and five, and then Alex Smith got hurt. They traded for Clinton Dix at safety. He's now well, he's a free agent. Um, and they don't have a quarterback. The Giants are in position the to are the select the They a quarterback. don't have a quarterback. <laughs> no, they don't have a quarterback. Um, they're gonna take one. The Giants are what what are they what
1: pick do they have? Two, Let's three, four. Step, what pick do the Giants have? They're up
0: there. They're up there high and the Giants could probably even trade down and still get a quarterback. I think um I think they're first in line to get that kid from Ohio State.
1: Uh Haskins? Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so he's a New York giant. Him and Barkley. Barkley's nasty, man. Barkley's a motherfucker.
1: Yeah, I... I Barkley mean,
0: nearly ruined us in week seventeen. Boy,
1: I'm telling you. So they have the number six overall pick. Um, who who they got here? I don't even I don't even know. I think that they might go edge rusher, pair somebody with Oliver Vernon, and shore up that defense, because. Eli's not the worst. He's not in the quarterback crop. This he's not, but they hate him. Oh yeah, but yeah, he's won two Super Bowls, so I think that buys you a little bit more time. Um, but but you know the quarterback crop this draft isn't um, nearly what it was last year or what it could be going into the next season. So my money is on the Giants waiting and and. and stacking that defense, which could kind of be scary going into 2020. Interesting take. Which could kind like of be it. scary going into 2020. I like if it. If Odell's still there, if Saquon's there, if that defense is locks up, they pick a quarterback, uh-oh. Yeah. So to answer his question, the Eagles are still going to have a
0: tough schedule. They They made the playoffs. The Redskins... Man, I'm just never scared of the Redskins. Even even when the Redskins were leading the
1: division earlier this season, I don't think anybody thought they were gonna win the
0: division. Yeah, my first thought was like, oh, that's just not gonna last. They're gonna it's it fucking redskins, whatever. It's fucking Redskins.
1: So uh, thanks for the question, Zeke. Uh Thank you. Know, to, you an- Zeke. to answer it short and sweet, the NFC East is always a competitive division, and, and I think we're looking forward to another year in 2019 of that. Um, You know, hopefully Dak can continue to make the strides that he made in the last six to eight games of 2018 and uh, uh, keep us on top where we belong. How about them Cowboys? I think the most interesting matchup
0: in the NFC East this year, I mean, obviously Cowboys-Eagles, but they do the exact opposite of that. The Redskins-Giants matchups. I think that'll be fun to watch. Battle of the Toilet Bowl. Yeah, Toilet Bowl. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, with the toilet bowl and the books? Is that sponsored by Mr. Clean? Charmin. Charmin? Yeah. The Charmin toilet bowl? <laughs> We're going to have to clean the shit up. <laughs> uh, now, moving on from the toilet bowl, uh, I, I think it might be time to introduce our new outro. Um, something we've been working on for a little while. We, we had an idea before... E1 came out, but we weren't able to get the group together and and, and make anything happen. But thanks to our boys over at Acoustics Revs, we were able to get some studio time this week to put together a little tune for you. And we hope you guys like it. Signing off. This is Texas Sports. Peace! Good night. (laughs) Jerry for Jerry